Hey, it's Dean. How are you doing, my friend? Welcome to another episode of The Psychology of Weight Loss. This is a show where we, yes, we learn how to think greater than our emotions so we can be more reasonable and rational with the choices that we make so we can skew the odds of long-term, not short-term, long-term weight loss success in our favor. <laughs> There's an awkward pause between loss and success. But um, yeah, the things that we're looking to do, we are looking to think and act and behave in a certain way that not only allows us to lose weight, but to keep it off long term. Those are two very different propositions, by the way. Everybody, if you're listening to this, you have a weight loss story. Everyone's got a weight loss story. Everybody. Everyone on the planet's got a weight loss story. A small percentage, what I call the 1% of the 1%, have a weight loss story that has endured for years and decades. That's a very different approach um, than what everybody else is doing, right? So this is about not only having weight loss success, but having long-term weight loss success. So what I wanted to talk to you about in today's episode is the single resolution that I made in 2022 that allowed me to lose 15 pounds that I had put on in 2021. Just one, just that one thing. And so I want to talk to you about that today. And uh, I wanted to plant some ideas about how you should be thinking about 2023. And I'm going to share how I'm going to be thinking about 2023. So first and foremost, not a fan of resolutions. And the reason I'm not a fan of them is that, first of all, it really is just a wish list of things that we want. We just write down like, oh, I want to lose weight, which, by the way, is too general. It's it's not driven by behaviors. It's just these random things we write down. I want to lose weight. Uh, I want to make more money. I want to have better relationships. They're all these very general things that we do. Uh, The problem is we don't, you know, I said we just sort of write down what we want to have happen because people say, well, if you write them down, they're more likely to happen. You know what I found? When you write them down, they're a reminder of all the things you didn't do that year. So, um, and we write down a whole, but we write, we write down way too many things that uh, that we want to attempt to do. And before you know it, we get overwhelmed by everyday life and nothing happens with those things. So I'm going to talk to you about a slightly different approach, which is rather than and you can call them whatever you want. You call them goals, call them resolutions or whatever. Uh, for me, I have a focus. A, I, had, I had one focus for 2022. And I'll, I will be honest, it was sort of a vague focus. I didn't, I, I'm going to be more focused in 2023 about this. But I did have sort of a, a single-minded vision of what I wanted to work on for my weight loss in 2022. And I'm going to tell you what that is in a second. And before I tell you that, it was only one thing. And I'm going to tell you why I'm a big fan of this idea of the one thing. It's actually uh, from a book called The One Thing. And it, it, I mean, I'll sum up the book. It, it's, it's a wonderful book to have just to go through. There's a few good ideas in there. But this is the premise of the book is really what the title promises, which is one thing. Like what we want to be thinking about in any area of life that you're looking to change is what would be the one thing if I did this one thing that at least 80% of my my goal would be achieved? 
Um, and by doing this one thing that I would also unknowingly eliminate a whole bunch of other problems that were sort of a result of that one thing that was troubling me. So I'm a big fan of that. I like this idea of like, okay, when I sit down, it's like, what's the one thing? If I could only do one thing and focus 80%, 90% of my efforts to get 80 to 90% of the results, what would be the thing that would drive my results? Now, I will be honest, I have had immense difficulty answering this question in the past. I, I have been thinking about this for years on my weight loss journey. What's the one thing? You know, and, and it has constantly changed. I would say for the first two and a half years or so, it changed. I, I thought, oh, it's the exercise I do because when I exercise, it, it changes what I can do with my body and what it looks like. And, and that's the thing. And it's like, no, that's not the thing. That's, a, that's an important aspect of this. Um, but that's not, it's not the one thing. That's sort of a, a side benefit to my one thing. Um, so, yeah, I had a hard time sort of boiling it down. Without further ado, I'm going to tell you what the one thing is. Um, the one thing that has allowed me to achieve the greatest amount of success on this journey is to stop overeating. That's it. That's the one thing. And I'm going to I'll, I'll, I'll sort of share something that I've shared before. It's going to sound a little harsh, uh, but, but it is a reality. It, I, I initially, this is how I used to talk to myself but I want to share this with other people too so that we understand. We are overweight because we overeat. It's as simple as that. I know there's nuances to it and, and different things, but the bottom line is we're, over, we're, we're, we're overweight because we overeat. And if we begin to let that sink in and we begin to understand that and we begin to think like, okay, I need to figure out how to find my calorie sweet spot so that I can allow weight loss magic to happen. I'm telling you, magic will happen. Like magic has happened for me, and I know you already know my story, but I'm going to keep sharing it. As I talk to you today, today when I stepped on the scale, it was 151.2. When I started this journey in 2019, July 19th, I was 195 pounds and, and probably about 23 to 25% body fat. Um, a couple of months ago, I had my body fat tested. I'm actually below 10% right now. I, it sounds like I'm bragging, but uh, for me, it was. It's just I wasn't wasn't chasing. Uh, I wasn't trying to get below ten percent. It was just like if I figure out how to eat right and stop overeating, I do think that magic will happen. And let's see what that magic looks like. And what that magic looks like is, you know, that roughly on any given day, I'm between one fifty and one fifty three, and my body fat percentage hovers around ten percent. And I'll tell you, that's a great place to be. That's that's life changing. That like when you can get to that point in your life where you have that under control, I'm telling you it changes everything. It's not just about fitting into other clothes. It changes everything. It changes how you show up in the world. It changes how you think about yourself. It changes the way you interact with other people. It changes the kind of work that you do. It changes the energy that you have, the belief that you have, and in, in the ability to solve hard problems that you often did not think were solvable for you. Like it's life changing. So. Let me tell you a couple things about how I sort of landed on, on this one thing. Because I said, for the first two and a half years, I was all over the place. I thought, I think this is my one thing. I know this is my one thing. And weighing myself every day is my one thing. They all, they're all important. But the one thing, the one thing, if I stop overeating, I can eliminate the excess body weight that I'm carrying. So how this all came to be is that I have a spreadsheet. 
And I didn't start the spreadsheet immediately when I started this journey. But one of the things, one of the big lessons I learned early on was that one of the problems that I had and one of the problems you have is that we sort of, we think that our weight loss journey is a diet and exercise problem. And they are certainly part of the solution, but that's not our problem. For most of us, and I know for me, when I started looking at it, I thought, you know, I started doing these things and then I stopped doing them. And part of the reason I stopped doing it is I, I, get, I'm not, I don't know how to manage myself. Like I'm not managing behaviors. I have no, I'm not tracking anything. I'm not measuring anything. I'm just doing stuff. I'm just doing stuff and then suddenly I'm not doing that stuff. And guess what happens? When you're not doing the stuff that allows you to have weight loss success, you put the weight back on again, which is called the law of cause and effect. When you, when you remove the cause, you remove the effect. And so um, I, that was sort of uh, – so anyway, so I started the spreadsheet about six weeks in. I, and, and the spreadsheet had two columns. I just basically wanted to track my weight and my calories. I wanted to see on the simplest of levels if there was a correlation between the number of calories I consumed and my weight. So that's how it started. The spreadsheet now has about 30 columns in it. I love it. I'm in it every day looking at all sorts of things. But because I had that data, in uh, so what happened was the first part of my journey, the first eight months, seven and a half months, I went from 195 and I got down to 150.4. And when I got to 150.4, I made what seemed like a smart decision at the time was a dumb decision in hindsight, which was I wanted to see how many calories I could get away with. Because I was consuming about 2,000 at that point. I thought, well, let's see how many I can get away with. And I went all the way up to 3,000. And you can probably guess what happened. My weight started to go back up. So it went from 150 to 151, and it slowly started to creep back up again. So that it, by 2021, I, I was now in the 160s. So now my, my weight was going back up again, just like everybody else, right? We all have a weight loss story, but for everybody, it's kind of what it really is. It's shaped like a U. We lose the weight and we put it all back on again. And so I was in the process of creating my own, once again, my version of a U. So just to, I want to give you some stats. So in 2021, I went as high as 166 pounds. So I went all the way down to 154, uh, sorry, 150.4. And that was in February of 2020. And then by the middle of 2021, I had essentially put back on 16 pounds and was sort of in a bit of a free fall. I guess not a free fall, a free rise. But anyway, I was, I was falling upwards. <laughs> um, so anyhow, so one of the really smart things I did, I didn't know it was smart at the time, is that I had this spreadsheet and I started to realize that the number of calories I consumed, it took me a long time, by the way, to realize this. It should have been obvious uh, right from the get-go, but I just I didn't know enough about the journey to recognize there's a direct correlation between the number of calories that we're consuming uh, and our weight. And that was with me, right? Was that I, they had, and by the way, that was increasing my calorie total without, I wasn't eating, I wasn't, I was eating all foods that were, Foods I'm still eating. They were all good, healthy foods. I was just overeating them. I was overeating chicken. I was overeating fruit. I was overeating veggies. I was overeating everything. So I, it, it, it realized, like I, one of my bigger takeaways was, you can get fat eating healthy. Like if you're overeating healthy foods, you can still put weight on. So that was, 
that was also a big kind of aha moment for me as well too. So anyway, 166, and then I kind of, you know, I sort of reduced my calories a little bit, but I was still sort of at about 163. And so anyway, towards the end of 2021, I think it was November, I thought, how many times have I overeaten in 2021? So what I did is I set up a little, uh, I just went through and I highlighted the cell in dark orange if I overate. And what I decided was uh, my calorie sweet spot, this is a nice, this is nice languaging for you to adopt, uh, to adopt. We're all trying to find our calorie sweet spot. Where's the, where, like, and again, think of it like a, like, like a lane, like a, like a, you know, a street right? Sort of there's a a low end and a high end. And we want to kind of stay within that, ideally within the middle. So for me, uh, at the low end, I don't want to be below 2150. But on most days, I really don't want to be above 2300. I want to I want to be somewhere within there. So I've basically got 150 to 200 calories to play with sort of a margin of safety. But if I consistently stay within that within that calorie sweet spot, my weight is going to be where it wants, uh, where I want it to be. Now, I've also given myself a, a slight margin, an extra margin of safety of I, I can go as high as 2,400 calories. Not every single day, but I can stretch it from time to time with very minimal impact on my weight. But if I go over 2,400, that's considered overeating. So in 2021, I went over 2,400 calories. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, 200 times. No, sorry, uh, 280 times. So in 2021, I overate 77% of the time. Just to put that in perspective, for every eight days, I overate six times. And I'll tell you why. You'll know why I'm, I'm using six over eight in a second. So every eight days, I overate six times. And again, there's there's no secret as to why... Uh, my I, I put on 15 pounds and I basically could not take it off. So that was startling to me. Like I didn't realize, like I knew I was overeating, but if you had said like, hey, on a, on a percentage basis, how many times, you know, uh, how often did you overeat in 2021? I might have said, I don't know, maybe 30 or 40% of the time. There's no way I would have come up with like 77% of the time. So that was shocking. That's the value of data, by the way. We are horrible estimators of our own behavior. And so I had the data, right? And I could see it. And I was like, wow. And so that was game changing because I was like, I, I, like, I have an overeating problem. So I, I didn't sit down and create, hatch out any master plan. All I thought for 2022 is I thought, I am going to begin teaching myself how not to overeat. That was my goal. That was, that was it. That was the only goal that I had in 2022. I didn't have, and I didn't even, I didn't even sit down and think like, okay, like if I can consistently not overeat, how is that going to impact my weight? Because I, I really, I didn't know. I didn't know for certain how it was going to play itself out. So I just thought, I'm just going to, I want to work on teaching myself. Very important verb there, teaching myself. We can teach ourselves anything, regardless of our age. I thought I can teach myself how not to overeat. Um, so that that's going to be my goal. I'm going to work on teaching myself how not to overeat. I just wanted to reduce the number. I didn't, I didn't have an, a set number. I just, I just going to teach myself how not to overeat. So um, I'm going to extrapolate the numbers a little bit because I'm, I'm recording this uh, in mid-December of 2022. But in 2022, I overate 49 times. So on a percentage basis, that was 13% of the time. So I went, so it's actually a dramatic shift. 
I went from overeating 77% of the time to overeating 13% of the time. So that's an 87% success rate. That means eating below 2,400 calories. So I was, it, was a, it was a complete 180, maybe a 197 kind of turnaround. It was, it, was, it was pretty dramatic, right? The impact was in 2022, my highest weight was 163.6. So as I started to make some of these changes at the end of 2021, my weight did drop uh, a couple of pounds. So at the beginning of the year, I was sort of about 160. I was sort of in the, in the lower 160s. But I could not, I couldn't get it to change. So I was just consistently in the 160s. So I did bring it down a little bit by staying within my calorie threshold. Um, but it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, I couldn't get in, back into the 150s again. So I was still 10 or 12 pounds heavier than I was at my best when I first started. So I'm going to add sort of a little bonus here. To, to this, so, or an addendum, or, or, or sort of a, a footnote to the calorie sweet spot. So not only was it important that I consistently not overeat, that I stay within my calorie sweet spot, but I also needed to figure out my ideal macro profile. Now, this is different for everybody based on philosophy, uh, based on psychology, based on physiology. But for me, um. I find that I do really, really well when I have a macro profile where my healthy fat intake is between 50 and 55%. Now, if you are that person who's of the mindset because we've been brought up with this idea that fat makes you fat, you just went like, what? 50 to 55%? You would be surprised. If you don't log your foods, um, then you, you, you won't have this data, but you'd be surprised how much fat is in our diet. Good fat is in our diet. Like if you eat eggs, eggs has a lot of really good fats in it. When you buy good cuts of salmon and beef, they have a lot of healthy fats in them. Avocado, tons of healthy fats in it. Uh, olives, coconut milk, coconut. Like There's all sorts of things that have a lot of really good healthy fats in them. Those are the kinds of fats, not the fats you get from these lousy oils and, and the junk food and stuff like that because I, do, I don't eat any junk food. So if I consistently stay within my calorie threshold, which, you know, my sweet spot between sort of 2150 and 2300, and I keep my macro profile so that my fats are between 50 and 55%, I can have tremendous success. And by doing that, so at the beginning of the year, my highest weight was 163.6%. As I continue to, to, to consistently not overeat and stay within my calorie threshold, my weight went all the way down to the low 150s. And the lowest I've been this year is 148.6. I can't tell you why uh, I went down to 148.6 per se. I, I just, I, I still, I eat the same every day. So um, as basically eating the way that I eat, as long as I show up every day and I eat that way and I stay in my calorie sweet spot, my weight generally is going to be between 150 and 153. And that's my window now that I'm looking to stay at. So by just consistently not overeating, um, I was able to get myself down uh, into the low 150s. And I have stayed there now for the past six months. So how am I going to use this information for 2023? Well, I'm going to be a little bit more specific now with my, just again, my, my, I have a single goal. 
So the single goal is to extend what I started in 2022, carried over to 2023. It's a secret to my weight loss success. If I consistently don't overeat, I consistently stay where my ideal body weight is. So I'm going to continue. This is my only goal. I'm going to continue to not overeat. And again, with the footnote being, I'm going to stay within um, 2150 to 2300 and a macro profile where my healthy fats are between 50 and 55%. And then if I do that, that I am going to be in the low 150s for the entire year. Now, I want to add one other little slight thing to this. It would be unreasonable for me to say, I am never going to overeat again. Um, because there are times that I want to overeat, that I intentionally, you know, a uh, quick example, last year my brother came into town. Um, I had already done my eating for the day. He wanted to meet up to grab a couple of drinks. I said, absolutely. Uh, he wanted to order some tacos, some soft tacos. He said, you want some soft? You know, he asked me if I wanted some. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to have some. Conscious decision I made. I knew I was going to overeat by about a 1,000 calories. I knew the impact it was going to have on my weight. My weight would probably go up a couple pounds, which it did. But I also now have a system in place where I know that the very next day, the key for me is not failure. It's failure to recover. So, And that wasn't even a failure. I, I, I knew what was going to happen. It was an intentional decision. But I know that the key to the success is, but the very next day, I get right back on track get right back into eating within my calorie threshold, staying within my, mac, you know, my macro profile, and that within three or four days, I will get back to my ideal body weight. And that's exactly what happened. It took me two days to get back to my ideal body weight. And that's the power of having this kind of data now is I, I can make decisions where I'm going to be like, you know what, I, I am going to overeat today. Now, I say that res- overeating responsibly. I'm not you know, I, I'm not sort of some rabid dog, you know, just rifling through the fridge and just throwing back everything. It's responsible overeating. It's where I've gotten myself, for the most part, to now. But what I'm going to build in for 2023 is I'm shooting for 90-10. I want to have a 90% success rate, which gives me a margin of safety. So I know I'm going to fail at this. There are times when I'm going to make choices to overeat there's other times where those choices were made for me, where my brain got the better of me. Uh, in fact, that happened yesterday. My, I, had, I was at the, at the end of my uh, nut butter a jar, and it's sort of, any of you have ever bought nut butter at the bottom, it's all sort of, you know, it, it's no longer smooth and creamy. It's all sort of dried and clumpy. And so I just ate the rest of that. I probably, I, not I probably, I added about 600 extra calories to my eating day. And I, you know, it wasn't planned. I, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't stress about, oh my God, I can't believe I overate because I, I said I've done this enough now to know like, it's like, I didn't plan on it. Um, you know, I, I took the minor lesson away from that, but it's like the key is today. I'll get right back on track. I know that actually today, today was one of those days where I got rewarded for bad behavior. I overate by 600 calories and my weight actually went down. Now, in the past, and this was what got me in trouble, is I took that and I thought, oh, look at that. Maybe I can overeat. I already know that that's, that, was, that, was, I, that was luck. Sometimes we get rewarded for bad behavior. I'm not, I don't get fooled anymore by thinking, oh, maybe I can do this all the time. Nope. So I just happened to get lucky. Normally, my weight should have gone up a couple of pounds. So 
I happen to dodge a bullet there, but it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. I'm still getting right back on track today. But that's considered an overeating day. And then I make a little note in the cell of whether it was planned or unplanned. Um, and the unplanned one is where I need to learn the lessons. If it's planned, I'm okay with that. I have a friend's cottage that I go to uh, every Saturday night, a steak night. I know on those days I'm probably going to be in the, um, you know, like high 2000s or low 3000s with my calorie total. I already know that. It's planned. I, I, I plan that out the night before. It's like I'm having steak and I'll probably have extra if they offer me extra. But I know how to get back on track. So my goal for 2023 is a 90-10 success. Uh, success rate, which means essentially I have a margin of safety where I can have 36 overeating days. That's reasonable for me. That's three a month, right? So that's that's reasonable. But I know that if I stay in my 90-10, like this year was 87-13, and it allowed me to go from 163 to, let's say on average, 152. And I can if I consistently stay within that percentage... I will consistently stay in my ideal window, which is 150 to 153. So what does this mean for you? What's your takeaway from all this? First and foremost, I would say the idea of, of writing out a million different resolutions, which you've already done in the past that don't work, um, is sort of a useless exercise. Um, is that you want to... F- I, I'm going to suggest you steal my resolution, just one. So you're going to teach yourself... How not to overeat. Now, there are a whole bunch of different things that have to happen in order for that to be something that you can work on, right? Because I weigh myself every day. I log my foods. I weigh my foods. I have a spreadsheet where I'm tracking all this. I've got formulas in, pra- in place that will highlight my cell so that, you know, when I overeat, that it's, it's very visible when I go back over it. I'm making notes in my spreadsheet. I'm, I've got a journal where I'm tracking insights and stuff like that. There's a whole lot of things that go into that, right? There's a whole bunch of supporting players. But the, the, the star of the show is, and, and my singular goal for 2023 is to consistently not overeat. And I'm shooting for a 90-10 success ratio. And that one thing is the secret to my success. Now, you'll notice there's no... Um, it's not like, hey, you need to do this kind of exercise and you must be eating this diet and this number of meals. None of that. You, those are all things that we get to figure out for ourselves. I said my macro profile is my macro profile. That's what I have found works really well for me. And if you don't know what yours is, then what I would do and what the most successful people do in any area of life is find something that's working, that works and clone it. Like if somebody's gotten results, if this 57-year-old guy can lose 45 pounds and get to 10% body fat doing hardly anything, then I'm going to steal that. that, that I like that idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clone what he does, and then I'm going to customize it as I go along. So um, if you're thinking about setting a resolution or a goal for 2023, I'm going to suggest you set one to consistently not overeat in 2023, and you will be amazed what you create for yourself. That is it, my friend. If you found value in this um, and you think and you know someone who might get value from this, 
please feel free to share it. I would love it if you'd share it. If you have any questions, you can just hit uh, reply to the email that I sent you about the fact that there was a new episode. Other than that, I'm going to see you next week. Ciao.